0: Hello, America, and happy Veterans Day to everyone who has served in uniform for this great country In the armed fighting forces, all of our great wounded warriors, all of our veterans, all of those active duty and reservists still in the service of our country. From the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you. Our entire Just the News family, the John Solomon Reports podcast family, we thank you. I've got many good friends, my friend Todd, my friend Vic. My friend Tim, all of these amazing veterans that in my life have shown me in real life what it means to be a selfless warrior, to be a hero, some a wounded warrior. I am forever grateful for what you did for me, my family, my country, my community. And today is your day to be honored. We thank you. We love you. And uh, this great country honors you. And we should do it not one day, but all 365 days every year. And that's what. Today's show is going to be up. We have a boffo slate of guests. I'm so excited. Three different veterans that epitomize and really show how great the veteran forces of America are, how great our fighting men and women are. And I just can't wait to have that conversation. But we're going to do something today. I don't ever ask you to do anything, but I want to ask you to do me a favor today because this show has two very special sponsors. Two very special long-term partners of Just the News. John Solomon reports. Our friends at Omaha Steaks. We love them. They're the best. And our good friends at Indy's Kids Club. And they've done something today that I just love. I'm a hundred percent behind it. I'm doing it. I want you to join me if you can afford it, if you can do it. There's two different things you can do today. If you go, as I did, to Omaha Steaks, you can go put in the code JustNews in the search bar. And there's a very special package of steaks and meats and desserts and entrees that you can get because of our good partnership, because of our friendship with Omaha Steak. You're going to get, you ready for this? 50% off so that you can buy one and send it to a veteran in your life, a loved one, family member, friend, colleague at work, somebody you met, maybe somebody you don't even know and you just want to put on a smile on your face and say, thank you for wearing the uniform, thank you for sacrificing, thank you for keeping our safe country safe and free as one of our veterans. Go do that, that's the first thing you can do. And if you're handy with your hands, like many of our men and women are, if you like to crochet or knit, if you'd like to do woodworking projects, Go over to Annie's Kit Club. We love them. I had so much fun. They're going to join us in a little bit on the show and sign up to get one of their involved in one of their clubs, one of their projects. You can knit, you can crochet, you can quilt, you can do whatever your hands and heart desire. Go get a kit, go make something, and then go donate it to one of the incredible veterans organizations associated with Annie's Kits Club, and it will go. To a veteran in need. Maybe it's a scarf, a coat, a jacket, a blanket, maybe something to put on their desk that says, thank you. You have so many options. I love crafting with my family. My son has special needs. We do some Annie's Kids Club. My wife and my niece, who doesn't know this, so don't tell her. I know we're on a big radio program, but don't tell her. But my niece is going to get a subscription to Annie's Kids Club for Christmas because I love them so much. But Go to Annie's Kit Club, sign up, get on the program, pick a craft, and go donate. Today, I'd like to get 1,000 people today here on Veterans Day. There's many of you. We have tens of thousands of people that listen to the show. Go to one of those two great advertising, two partners, two sponsors, and buy a product, go buy the meat package, go buy it at Andy's Kids Club. In both cases, you're going to get great discounts. 50% off the meat from uh, Omaha Steaks. That's a crazy deal, once-in-a-lifetime deal. Take advantage of it. By the way, buy yourself one, too. Spoil yourself, even if you're not a veteran. Spoil yourself. But let's go give one to Veterans Day. And then you get 75% off your first kit if you sign up and join Andy's Kit Club. Both of those cases, what do you do? You know how to do this now because you've used it. Take advantage of many great offers we get. Put Just News, all one word, in the search box, in the checkout box. You'll get the discount, the special projects that are available, and go make a difference in the life of veterans. Gosh, they deserve to be thanked. Let somebody know today how much you care for their service to our country, how grateful you are, as I am grateful. Now, we've got a crazy show up for you. First guest today, he was on our show a couple months ago. His story, his family story, is the sort of thing that, if it doesn't bring you to tears, it brings you to great joy and pride to know we have people like Joe Kent, who, by the way, right now is running for Congress in the state of Washington. But he was a longtime special operator, somebody who really made a difference in the lives of others, did extraordinary work. And then his wife, Shannon, also serving, was tragically killed in the line of duty in Syria in a bomb blast, something that could have been prevented. We're going to have Joe remind us of the sacrifice of his great wife, Shannon. She is one of those we honor today. And we honor Joe for his amazing courage, Army Ranger, Special Operator, now continuing with public service by trying to run for Congress. Great American hero, great veteran, really embodies the goodness, the bravery, the heroism, the selflessness that all of our veterans, all of our fighting and men and women embody. We're going to have him on first. We can't wait to have that conversation. So very exciting. Joe Kent, we've had him on once before. He lit up the show. You guys were talking about him for days on end. Then we're going to bring on two friends from the Annie's Kit Club community. Mark Otkoven, he's the senior vice president for marketing at Annie Skate Club. He's going to join us and just as importantly, we're going to get to meet the family of Sergeant Daniel Burgess, an American hero who in 2011 ago, 10 years ago this month, 10 years ago this month, he stepped on a hidden IED in Afghanistan while he was helping Afghan communities rid their streets and their fields of these horrible devices. He suffered unbelievable wounds, lost his right leg, suffered massive damage to his left leg. He suffered from traumatic brain injury, herring loss, chronic lung disease, fractures, wounds. He spent years in the hospital. He toughed it out. He survived, he came back. And as he was struggling to get back into the incredible world that he wanted to rejoin and get over the challenges that you suffer when you go through such a traumatic injury in the line of service, Something special happened to him. And Jeanette Burgess, his wife, is here with us, joining us with Mark Ottokoven. They're going to tell you the story of how Annie's Kit Club and the art of quilting changed Sergeant Daniel Burgess's life, got him on a path of recovery, got him on a path of healing. That he is still on that journey today. He'll never end that journey because of the extraordinary price he paid for protecting our country. But We're going to tell you that story. We're going to remind you why you want to help out places like Andy's Kit Club and Omaha Steaks on a day like today. And we're going to have that story. You're going to love that. And then we're going to wrap up because one of the themes of all three of our guests today is we have veterans who keep on giving after their service in the military is over. And the last of our three guests is a perfect example. All three are perfect examples. you got Joe Kent going into public service. Daniel Burgess, he makes quilts for other veterans now, and he gets other veterans involved in crafting to overcome and begin the process of healing like what happened with him. And our last guest is Deborah Snyder, an Army helicopter pilot, highly decorated, really a remarkable in her service to her country. And then as soon as she got out of the service, you know what she did? She went back to help her men and women, the comrades in arms, because she discovered in 2011 that almost 70,000 of her veterans from World War II all the way up through Afghanistan, Iraq, Vietnam War, the Korean War, Gulf War One, there were 70,000 vets living homeless on the streets, many of them women, by the way, And Deborah stepped up to the plate. You know what she did? She created a foundation, Operation Renewed Hope Foundation. Remember that name, Operation Renewed Hope Foundation. What Deborah did is she created a foundation, and she has been helping relentlessly to get veterans off the streets, into housing, into programs that address all the needs. It's a holistic approach to the veteran. It isn't just, hey, get your house, goodbye, good luck. They're getting them help, counselors, caseworkers, Deborah Snyder is the embodiment of goodness that we see in our, our soldiers and our, our retired veterans. They don't stop serving just because they took off the uniform. Deborah's here to tell us about Operation Renewed Help Foundation and how you can help. What a lineup. What an incredible group of people. And by the way, what two amazing sponsors we have. Thank you, Omaha Steaks. Thank you, Annie's Kit Club. You are what make America great. Your generosity your support of this show, the support of Just the News. We're forever grateful, and today we hope our audience, I'm challenging everybody in my audience, go do something. Go to Omaha Steaks, go to Annie's Kit Club, get a kit, get a steak package, send it to a veteran, make a difference, put a smile on the face of the extraordinary men and women we honor today for their military service. God bless you for doing that. We're going to take a quick commercial break when we come up. First up, our good buddy Joe Kent is here. We want to remember the sacrifice his wife Shannon made. We're going to talk about where veterans are, what they need, where our military is headed. An exciting, exciting conversation. Then don't forget, we got Deb Snyder. You're going to love Deborah Snyder. And we're going to bring you inside the extraordinary family of Sergeant Daniel Burgess, his wife Jeanette, the extraordinary friends that we have at anti Club and an incredibly powerful story. Yep, get a box of tissues. You're going to need it. Daniel Burgess and his journey to healing will inspire every person who's got an airbud on listening tonight. I know it. All right, let's take that break. Don't forget those two URLs, omastakes.com. AnnieKitClub.com. Use the Just News code word either in the search or the checkout bar. You're going to get those discounts. You're going to go get something really, really, really cool for a veteran in your life. And to the veterans of my life, starting with my father, Jack, to my good friends, Vic, and Todd, and Tim, and so many others. I'm not doing justice because there's so many great veterans in my life. Thanks, guys. You are my heroes. And today, you've got my utmost gratitude and every day here too forward. Let's go to a quick commercial break. We'll come back. Joe Kent, buckle your seatbelt. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I All right, folks, welcome back to our very special Veterans Day special. And I can't think of a better guest to kick us off on this very important day than Joe Kent of the great state of Washington, actually grew up in Oregon, running now for Congress in Washington. But as a hero in the military, as a family whose entire family has given all to protect this country. He epitomizes all that's great with our fighting men and women. And now he's done with his service in the military, and he's going into public service, running for Congress. We're so lucky to have him on. Joe, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for having me on. I hear your name everywhere, President. Trump mentions it. He's endorsing you. You go on Fox. You hear people talking about you. Your story, your ideas, your energy, the idea that you might throw out a Trump impeachment voting Republican out of Washington and replace him with yourself is just getting a lot of attention uh, what has it been like to make this transition from military life, which you know has a very specific regimen, to the political life that you're now leading?
1: Yeah, you know, it's uh, there's some parts of that, that are very different. I was used to being a very private, uh, almost I guess secretive type of person when I was in the military and special operations. So that's very different being in the public eye. But the things that are you know similar, I, I think, from a career in special operations, our job was to go out and work with you know people um, in these these remote areas and right. their fights for freedom. I am really enable them, gather ground truth, intelligence, and I feel like that's the mission that I'm on right now. So I've had to get to every, every part of my district and talk to people that are key stakeholders in education, that are key stakeholders in business and just the local community and get to know them and, and you know, figure out how I can best serve them. So that's actually been very familiar. You know, there's a little bit of a, a, little bit of a difference, not in the combat zone, but I feel like our, our nation is in such a, a crisis point right now. The sense of urgency that I had in, in combat, it's the same that we have right now. And it's not just me because I'm trying to get elected. I, I really feel that that in the, in the people that I go and talk to it's because they're, they're struggling, especially with the vaccine mandates and, the, and then just all the failures of the establishment, and in particular, the federal government. We have Jay Inslee out here as an activist governor who's trying to clamp down on people's lives every day. Yep. So it, it's, been a, uh, it's been a very interesting ride, but I, I feel like the time is right, right now to, to take action, to really turn, our, turn
0: the ship around. There is so much energy in the grassroots of America. And quite frankly, it's not all just conservatives and Republicans. They're just everyday people that feel like this pendulum of the country has swung so far left. We're going to tug it back and get back to the America we know. And you see it, whether it's Latino voters, young voters. uh, They switched uh, their political thinking from 2020 to 2021. And it really sets up to make 2022 a very interesting race now you're a guy full of ideas and and that's one of and I, we love uh, people who are running for office that you know are out there with policies and I saw something today you're, you're throwing your hat your community's hat into the ring because it is absolutely insane that we can't get supplies into our own country the wealthiest smartest most innovative country in the world by a mile and we can't get our supply chain in under this president. And you said today, I saw it on Twitter, I thought it was really cool, hey, I'll get my community, we'll take the ships, we'll take the entry. Tell us a little bit about how your area in Washington state could help solve this uh, uh, shipping crisis and, and supply chain crisis.
1: Yeah, absolutely. For people that aren't familiar with the, with the district, the third congressional district, we're right on the Oregon-Washington border. Yep. We're one of uh, two red districts that actually touch the Pacific. So the mouth of the Columbia River that divides Oregon and Washington dumps out right into the Pacific. And so we have key ports in the Port of Vancouver, right across from the Port of Portland on the Oregon side. We have some really key ports there, and there's some even that are closer up in the, uh, the mouth of the Columbia that, that are very underutilized. And a lot of that, too, is because of the infrastructure that we have. We have the major highways, I-5 and all that, but we're really suffering from a lot of neglect on that actual physical infrastructure, in particular our bridge systems. but we have yeah. the, the backbone is there it needs some updating. We just need to actually start putting America first, put some federal money i think into into the ports to get some of the the, the shipping traffic that could come up there. but really what I want to see us do as a country is get back to building everything that we need here domestically so we don't have to rely on complex supply chains. But I think we could be a net exporter. Our timber industry, which used to be the backbone of really the the economy here locally and then in the Pacific Northwest, it's been gutted by overregulation. And the effect of that has not just been catastrophic on the the local economy, but every summer we're having these massive amounts of wildfires. And so what once was the backbone of our economy literally just burns every single summer. So we have to revitalize our, not just our timber industry, but the way that we process that timber as well. We shut down the vast majority of our timber mills years ago. So the limited amount of logging that we do here now, we actually ship away from America. Some of it goes up to Canada, some of it even goes, you know, further into Asia for that lumber to be refined and then to be processed. And so now that we're seeing the the soaring prices of housing and that's all directly linked. And these could bring, this could bring back real jobs here to the pacific northwest and we could have a shipping hub here Um, we just actually have to commit to it like it's a mission like it's a wartime footing so i talk about a wartime footing all the time to get back our manufacturing and back our industry and i really think right here in the third congressional district we could be one of the hubs for exporting and and for the limited amount of importing especially right now to alleviate the crisis that we're having uh based down in california
0: you know it's kind of fun to watch a dynamic and i've been covering politics for 32 years and cover a lot of campaigns but there's a group of Republicans now that are so idea-driven. The crisis comes up and they're not sitting there thinking, oh my God, isn't this terrible? And they throw their hands up and they're, you know, because that's what the media does and that's what a lot of the Democrats do. And then I'm not quite sure what Joe Biden does. I can't understand sometimes what he's doing when he's talking, but you, right. you know, you got people like um, uh, Governor DeSantis and Governor Abbott and and uh, his attorney general down there, Ken Paxton, and you, you, here's an idea. You see a crisis and rather than, crying at you like, hey, I think I can convert my ports and we can go take in some people here. We'll create jobs. We'll show people how it's done. Let's just jump in and do it. And that's that great military spirit that we're celebrating today. You know, veterans and people who serve the military, they're get it done people. Are you seeing a different type of Republican? You had a great tweet today that, hey, uh, moderate Republicanism is dead. Either you believe in your principles or you don't. And I know it's targeted at your, um, your opponent, uh, Jamie Herrera-Butler, but there is a sense, there's a new it seems like a new generation of Republican candidates that are idea driven. They see a problem, they try to create a solution. Is that a movement you see in the young Republicans running for office?
1: Yeah, it really is, and, and we're seeing it in the groundswell from from the grassroots. People want to see that you're actually going to go and get things done, and not just do the old GOP playbook of yes. complain about what the Democrats do, and then maybe offer some tax cuts and like some Ronald Reagan quotes every now and again that explain why you can't fix anything from the position of being in, in the government. I mean, I, I think that old thinking has really gotten us the, the the state that we're in right now. So people want to see that you're going to stick by your your convictions, you're going to fight for them, and then you actually have real solutions. And then hey, we're not going to have a hundred percent. Solutions every single time, but we're going to be—we're going to be, I think, intelligent enough that we can adapt on the fly and not get so bogged down in some set of, you know, philosophical ideas that we can't change and, and you know, evolve our, our principles if we if we need to. But really, fight for the cornerstone principles every chance and every time it's absolutely critical. Because the left—they're absolutely at war with us right now. They're at war with the American yeah. people, and they're not and they're not backing down. So we have to bring that exact same fight to, the, to the, the fight that we're in.
0: You know, I was talking to a Democrat who came out of the Clinton centrist era, you know, when the NDN existed and people were more, more centrist in the Democratic Party. And he said, you know what the real problem is? And I said, no, I said, my party's at war with the idea of Americanism. They're actually opposing what we are as a country and it's a losing strategy. I'm certain of it and, you know, as a guy that is out of politics now and looking, you know, with that elder statesman's look. But I found that so really fascinating that people are seeing that even people who are traditional Democrats don't like the language, the ideas, or the hatred that is shown to the great idea that is Americanism. Yeah, I'm watching your uh, Twitter feed, and Josh Steinman, who he used to run logistics for supply chain policy at the National Security Council, he likes your idea on, on taking Washington 3 and making it a an port and rail hub. Uh, so you're getting the attention of some serious people today. That's pretty cool.
1: That's great. Yeah. Josh Josh has been excellent. So I've talked to him quite a bit. We, I was going to go back and work in the second Trump administration. So, um, I feel like I have a good, a good crew of advisors, uh, to really call on for a lot of this expertise.
0: Yeah, you sure do. And it's great to see that people are engaging in an idea and a solution. people want solutions, they're they're tired of whining, complaining and, and, uh, and hatred, they want solutions and you're, you're putting them on the table. I love that. Um, today's Veterans Day, and you have some amazing stories yourself as a, as a special operator, extraordinary extraordinary hero. I want to mention your wife, Shannon, a second for people who don't know that story. But you tweeted something today, and it just caught my attention. Three brothers from Arkansas, uh, and only one made it back. I guess it was Bo. But tell us a little bit about this family, what you knew about them, and on this day, why they epitomize all that's great with the fighting men and women of our armed services.
1: Yeah, so I didn't personally know any of the brothers. I met I met, um, met Bo a while back, real briefly. His one of his brothers was a Green Beret. Another oh. one was a Navy SEAL, and Bo was a Marine. Uh, he lost his. I think his brother, who was a SEAL, was killed in action first. He was killed uh, in a pretty famous attack on a CIA base in Afghanistan. Right. And then about two years later, his brother, who was a Green Beret, was fighting in Afghanistan, was killed as well. And, and all these guys, I mean, they had pretty much every other option to do anything else they wanted. I, th- I think one of them uh, had been accepted into Ivy League uh, schools and then 9-11 happened and all three of them put their lives on hold like so many young Americans did and they went off and they served at the most elite locations, Green Berets, Navy Seals, the other one was a Marine infantryman um, just volunteering to be at the tip of the spear every time because they believed in the country and then two of them, you know, gave their last full measure for the, for the nation, you know, and their, and their brother right now wrote a book about his two brothers to honor their legacy um, and so that right there is just the story they're you know unique because they're you know, three brothers, but really there's a whole generation of Americans that are, that are just like them, that they saw what happened on 9-11 and they volunteered for usually not just, I don't know too many of my uh, compatriots that have just one deployment. Most of us volunteered for multiple deployments because this was a long war and we didn't feel like we could just do one. So I think they are a a great example of just the sacrifice of a generation.
0: Yeah. It's such amazing. Every day I meet families and I just, I just uh, in awe of the sacrifice and uh, you know, we, we last time, you. Talk, I've never gotten the story out of my head since the first time we talked on the show about your own beautiful wife, Shannon, and, uh, you know, the, the medical issue that should have kept her from being deployed. Uh, and but just for people who haven't heard your story yet on a day when we're honoring the greatest veterans, we know your wife, Shannon, is right there. For people who don't know that story, could you share just a little bit about her extraordinary heroism?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd love to. So Shan's from upstate New York. All um right. or- New York State trooper, and then her uncle is a Staten Island fireman. He's retired now, but when 9-11 happened, both of them were first responders to Ground Zero. Shannon had just started college, and she didn't hear from her father or her uncle for about a day or two after 9-11, uh, because they were down there trying to get people out of out of Ground oh. Zero and, and all that. So, as soon as she heard that her father and uncle were okay, her and her brother, who is just a little bit o- over a year uh, younger than her, they both went and found found recruiters and enlisted in the military as soon as they could. Shannon wow. knew that she had a knack for languages. She had self-taught French. She had self-taught Spanish and Portuguese and done some travel abroad. So she went to the recruiter station and she was like, look, I know that I can learn Arabic. Just show me how to do it and, and whatever job will let me learn Arabic. I will go do that and I will help track down these guys. She did really well in the language aptitude test and they, they wanted her to take Chinese, I guess. And she said, no, this is, this is who attacked New York. It's, it's folks that speak Arabic. I want to go learn that language. So she eventually got her way, went and mastered uh, Arabic. Would go on to master multiple dialects of Arabic. Uh, and then the first thing she did was volunteer for deployment. On that deployment, um, she continued to volunteer to get closer to the fight. And so she was one of the first women uh, in the war on terror to get to go work with special operators um, and that eventually earned her a slot in the uh, the Navy SEAL team supporting SEALs and then eventually into the joint special operations realm, which is where we, we met. So she had a very storied career. She was, by the time she was killed, she was on her fifth combat deployment. She had served uh, two previous trips or three previous trips in Iraq and then a trip in Afghanistan where she did village stability operations, just living out in the wild in an Afghan village, just helping hunt down bad guys out there. So she, was just an absolute incredible warrior. Always felt very committed and like she had never done enough for the country.
0: It is amazing and uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice in Syria, but I will tell you her, her her memory and her sacrifice and the love of country that both you and her exhibit. I mean, when I think of it every so often, you know, people start denigrating country go, Oh God, why have we gotten so often? And then I think of your family and you go, you know what? We're still as great as we've ever been because we keep producing people like Joe Kent and Shannon Kent. And um, man, are we lucky Thank to you. have. We really are. And uh, you are you're an amazing type of person that just epitomizes what's great with America. As you I reflect on Veterans Day, you got lots of missions ahead of you as you look at the public policy realm. What's the most important thing we should be working on Um, with veterans. We're going to have the founder of the foundation that's working in homeless veterans here in a little bit. And we've got some other folks with wounded warriors on the show today. But uh, what is a big policy thing that we're missing the ball on that we can make a difference on for all of our great veterans?
1: Yeah, so I, we need people to put some public pressure on the VA, the Veterans Administration that handles health care for veterans and, and, their, and their benefits. So President Trump took a, a couple really great steps towards getting the VA back online with the Mission Act and Veterans Choice. It basically allowed veterans to go out and choose their own health care, and the VA would pick up the bill. Since Trump has been out of office, a lot of that has you know fallen by the wayside and been taken out for political reasons. So I, know I was tweeting this morning about how there's been over two, I think, 20 million canceled VA appointment since biden came into office yeah isn't that crazy it's insane i mean the va look the va is like so many other government agencies it's very bloated there's some people there that do mean well but in general it's just a kind of a self-looking ice cream cone of a bureaucracy the mission act was doing amazing things to right that ship and for a lot of reasons because i think the biden playbook in many ways is just do the opposite of what trump did that's what's going on right so if people can pressure their lawmakers, I would say that would really help to get some of those Trump policies back to get, bring more accountability to the VA. But then also my message to, to veterans is just, hey, that that our, our fight is not over. We have to be proud of our service that we answered our nation's call. It's It's not our fault the way these wars ended. That's on policy yeah. failure. But that's all the more reason why we need veterans involved at every single level of our government. This is the country that we fought for, and we can't let it go off the rails.
0: You know, there's a veteran that's been kicking up a lot of dust, and and I would say right in the middle of politics, because she doesn't fit neatly in either party, but Tulsi Gabbard's been out saying a lot of things. I've seen you retweet her a few times, but okay. uh, there is this common sense that she brings that I think is the common sense that our fighting men and women carry with them. They're against tyranny. They're for freedom. They're not so big about it. Party doesn't matter as much as just getting something done for the American people. Do you see people like Tulsi Gabbin and other veterans like yourself? There seems to be this new generation now that is uh, tying America back to the common sense roots that make us one nation. We've been us and them for like about 10, 12 years probably, uh, where we just don't, we don't talk to each other. We talk past each other. Tulsi, other people, you that are having these really straightforward conversations, is there a moment where we sew this country a little bit back together, get over some of the crazy divisions that we've had the last few years?
1: I think so. I think that has to be our our goal. Um, I know there's going to be some hard fights that we have to have. There's some places that we are just, like you said, that there's a part of the left right now that is just diabolically opposed to everything that is American. And we can't be shy about that. We have to confront it. But when we cut to the core of a lot of these issues, I I, I think when we just go from a place of what is best for the American people, we can win people over to our, I say our side, but it's really just getting things back into, hey, what's right for America. I call that America first. I know there's folks that don't like saying America first, but I, I think the stuff that that a lot of the things that Tulsi Gabbard says and a lot of the things that those of us that are on this, this new this new right of the Republican Party, I, I think there's a ton of common ground there. And I, I think Americans that can be open minded enough, I think they're going to find common cause with us, especially if you look at the, the full scope of what the left's doing, especially with the, the vaccine mandates are very, very telling because yep, they're, they're they dictating to people what they have to put in their body. And I think that issue is going to bring a lot of folks over to our side.
0: Yeah, I believe so. I mean, you're starting to see the data move that way in these polls and in the national preference surveys. People are starting to gravitate towards that view of America. And I think it's really interesting. Last thing I'm going to ask you, because you, you've been vocal on this, and I hear a lot of veterans cheering this on now, and it took a veteran to have the courage to say this, but you want a full commission on Iraq and Afghanistan, because you think the American people got sold a lot of bill of goods during the 20 years of war. Um, you've, you've put it on the table. People are reacting to it very positively. Uh, what do you think can be accomplished? What should be, what should the American people know about what we weren't told over the last 20 years?
1: There's so many lies, I think, that we saw come unraveling with Biden's disastrous withdrawal. No. And obviously, the way that Biden withdrew was absolutely catastrophic. He deserves full blame for that. But there was just so many lies that led up to that, especially with I would say the reasons why we went to war, that's more evident in Iraq, because there was the WMD issue that was clearly a lie. With Afghanistan, it was clear cut right after 9-11. We had to go into Afghanistan to get Bin Laden to take out the Taliban that harbored him. But really quickly thereafter, especially when Bin Laden escaped into Pakistan, the lies began. and We started without the consent of the American people. The American people said, yeah, go over there. We'll take risks. We're willing to fight and die. to to seek vengeance and to keep us safe. But right after bin Laden escaped into Pakistan, we diverted. I mean, we diverted in this war of nation building that morphed into the Iraq war. And then the lies that just compounded upon that, that, yeah, we had built this great Afghan security force, this great Afghan government. I mean, the Afghan papers that were released, uh, I think, about two years ago by the Washington Post, they really exposed a lot of that. And then it was on full display when the withdrawal happened. I mean, the whole DOD said to Biden, that not to give Biden a pass, but they said, hey, yeah, the Afghan military and government, they're going to hold for, you know, months. They're a great fighting force. And we saw them in the course of three months just disintegrate. And that's that's because the whole thing was a lie from the get-go. Yeah. Iraq was the same way. It got glossed over the second we, we said, hey, we built this new Iraqi military and, and government in 2011. We left. The second ISIS rolled across the berm from Syria with a bunch of rusty AKs, they stole from Assad the, the high-tech Iraqi army that we trained, threw their guns on the ground, and they, they surrendered. And then we had to go back in and do it all over again. And so I I think there just needs to be accountability. If we're going to continue to give our government and these institutions and the military industrial complex is one of these institutions so much power, there has to be accountability. I mean, that's just, I I think that's at the core of so much of what is going on right now for institutional rot. So accountability and sunlight is the best disinfectant and and we have to do it. It's going to be painful, but we have to do it. Yeah.
0: Well, listen, there are lots of veterans who I've talked to since you, you first mentioned this uh, that really are rallying around the idea, having everything come clean, get this out so we don't repeat these mistakes and that we get more honesty between the military industrial complex and we, the taxpayers who fund it, I think would be enormous. And I think everything would, would, uh, there'd be a lot more trust if we just got all of our mistakes on the table. We did a lot of good things too. Nation building isn't one of them. Globalize, globalization isn't one of them. But, um, you know, there was a lot of great victories that brave guys like you fought, but we got to get the failures on the table and correct the, um, the uh, the core causes so that we don't go into another war half cock like we did into these last two. So, Joe, we are so lucky uh, on Veterans Day from me, my family, the entire Justin News team. Thank you. Thank you, brother, for what you did. Thank you for your amazing wife. We will never forget her. And have a very special Veterans Day. We can't wait to have you back on the show and talk some more policy.
1: Absolutely.
0: Thank you so much for having me on. Yep. Have a good one. And we really appreciate it, folks. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to introduce you to a family, a wounded warrior, and an amazing story about, get ready for this, quilting. I know you're not going to believe it. Really important story from our good friends at Annie's Kit Club. They're such good partners with us. An amazing story coming up right after this. Hey folks, John Solomon here from John Solomon Reports. I'm proud to be on the iHeartRadio app every day with my podcast, with the news that we bring, the exclusive interviews, and you know what else is great? You can listen to any iHeartRadio station anywhere in the country inside this free app. app radio if you don't have it right now the iheart radio app is a winner be sure to download the free iheart radio app today and start streaming your favorite radio stations your favorite podcasts and your favorite music playlists right from the iheart radio app folks if you owe back taxes fair warning you're not going to like this the irs is mailing millions of pay up letters millions i say All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break and this very special edition of the John Solomon Reports podcast. Yes, we are celebrating Veterans Day, and we're going to do it by really calling attention to some amazing heroes and joining me right now are two extraordinary people. Uh, Jeanette Burgess is the wife of one of those great heroes we honor today. Her husband, Sergeant Daniel Burgess, U.S. Army, wounded in the line of duty uh, and really has found a remarkable, as he's recovering from some of these horrible IED injuries, he found something that got his recovery on track even better, and he did it with the help of one of our great partners, Annie's Kit Club. So joining us along with Jeanette is Mark odekhoven the Vice President of Marketing for Annie's Kit Clubs. You know all about them. We talk about them all the time. Jeanette, Mark, great to have you on the show today.
2: Awesome to be here, John.
3: Thank you for having us.
0: Well, you guys inspire us. We have this holiday specifically to honor people like your husband, Daniel. Jeanette, tell us a little bit about your family and, and your husband's great service. He, he was in the Army a long time, kept re-enlisting, and then about 10 years ago this month, right, tragedy struck in Afghanistan. Is that right?
3: It is on November twentieth of two thousand and eleven. It'll be a ten-year alive date. We call it um, right. for my husband Daniel Burgess. He stepped on an IED in Afghanistan while mm. serving. He sustained several injuries, including an amputation to his right leg and a degloving of his left leg. They mm. call it, which right. is basically left his left leg in. Uh, skin grafts and broken bones. And so among other injuries, TBI, PTSD, lung issues, I mean, just several injuries. So it was quite an incident for us. Yeah,
0: it's life-changing to say the least. And he was helping local villagers, right, try to find IEDs that the Taliban had been planting. So he was there just trying to help this community be free from risk when he struck with his own tragedy. You know, we see and we talk about Veterans Day and we talk about the sacrifice, but what is it like to be that caregiver for Daniel? Your whole family has to rally around him and it isn't just a few days or a few weeks in the hospital, right? He had several years of rehab before he could get back to normal life, is that right?
3: He did, he spent three, almost three years of rehab in the army before they released him on a medical discharge. Recovering, learning how to walk again, learning how to live again. At that time, my daughters were with us. They were very young. They were under 10 years old at that time. Wow. And I was with him by his side. And we were the continuation of trying to rehab him. It didn't end when he left the rehab center that day. It continued through the night. It continued through the weekends, so we were his rehabs on those days. We left the Army in 2014. He retired. We moved to Florida, and we still continue rehabbing daily. It's a never-ending process now. It doesn't stop. Um,
0: it is uh... The sacrifice that we talk about and that we honor on this day, and, you know, it, it's talked in generic terms, but when you hear your family story, you realize it's anything but generic. It is an every day, every hour thing, and it won't ever end, right? To the end of your lives, you'll be dealing with that trauma from that day and the heroism that Daniel showed. There's this amazing turn in your life story, though, that and that's what I think brought us to here together today. Tell us how did your husband end up getting involved with quilting? How did that connection occur?
3: So, we had a downturn as soon as he retired. That's a major change in his life. It was a major change in our life. Right. He became very like he struggled very much with his PTSD. He struggled very much fitting into the world as he was in the army reserve, so he not only lost his service to the army but he was also working for a sheriff's department and he could no longer return to that job either so it was a struggle trying to figure out what to do in life and one day we were joking around and I love to sew I love to quilt that is my therapy that was my way of getting out and we were joking around and he said we should take a quilting class as a family And he didn't think I was going to take him up on that. And you did, right? Um, But I did. And we made him go to a quilting class, all of us as a family. And Dan and I had to leave in the middle of that quilting class to attend an appointment, a medical appointment. Uh The medical appointment did not go as we planned. And Uh we left that appointment and he was very angry and he was very upset. But we had to return to the quilting class because our children were there (laughs) so he returned to the quilting class and he sat down to actually make the quilt and all of a sudden he was quiet and everybody kept asking is he okay is he okay like what's going on he's not yelling and screaming and what he found was that he could sit It's a quilting table, and he didn't have to use his leg to sew because the sewing machine, he could use his hands. And so that didn't injure him from doing anything. He could sit in his wheelchair, and he could quilt. And we could adapt things to him with tables that would rise when he could stand and lower when he was stuck in his wheelchair. And we found that quilting was very relaxing to him and calming and the movement and the sounds of it was a very calming thing for him
0: Isn't that amazing Well and you're sitting there right it's you your daughters and him all together engaged in this crafting right in this quilting
3: It is we can do it as a family we all love the process of quilting we all love the process of just crafting alone and so is very healing It's a very healing process, not just for him, but for us as a family as we get to create things together.
0: Yeah. What an amazing story. And we hear all these different moments where just something happens and it changes the arc of every family struggle with recovering from such a traumatic injury. I want to bring in Mark for a second. Mark, at what point does Andy's Kid Club get involved with the Burgess family? How do you come into the picture and what happens when you guys connect?
2: Yeah, so through a, a third party, you know, we were introduced to the Burgesses who were doing a life-changing event for the Burgesses to kind of redo their home. And so we were introduced to the Burgesses in that process, and when we heard their story, we just said, hey, we got to we gotta get as much stuff as we can to them. And the more we learned about the Burgesses, it wasn't just about quilting, it was that they were into crocheting and into wow. cross stitch and, and into all types of different crafts. And so that really, you know, it was a great intersection for Annie's because uh, those are the exact same things yeah. that Annie's provides here. And so we had been already doing a lot of things with military groups from the USO to Operation Gratitude to Handmade Brigade. And, you know, this connection just made it even stronger.
0: It's amazing. And, you know, you start to follow this story along and you find out that the Burgesses start, they, they, here they are already wounded in the line of duty the whole family gets wounded when one gets wounded like this and they're going through their own struggle and all of a sudden you find out Jeanette that your family is giving back you once again you've already given the ultimate sacrifice but you're giving back and you guys start to do charitable things and, and take these quilts and find people who need them what was that like to connect with other veterans and to spread not only your personal story but the gift of quilts to people who might need them
3: It's very rewarding to be able to give back. And that's one of the things that service members always do. And so when you're no longer serving and able to give back your time in service, it's so important to find another avenue where you can give back and you can still get that rewarding feeling of giving back. And so to be able to hand... Another veteran, a quilt, or an organization that is going to take the projects out and help the community is very important. And it does make you feel good that somebody else will be wrapped in prayers, in love with a quilt or crocheted blanket or a scarf to let them know that there are people out there who do care about them and want to support
0: them it is an amazing thing and the fact that you can find it within your family with all that you've been through to continue to give to your country and to fellow veterans to me is the most inspiring thing i mean you and your husband and your daughters are Truly, truly amazing, and you know one of the things, the reason why we're so excited at Just the News and partnering with Annie's is that this is in the DNA of Annie's. I love it. I, I have a special needs son. We've done some of the woodworking crafts. My niece doesn't know this yet, but I got her for Christmas uh, subscription. She's going to be involved in this. But you guys, Mark, you have public service at your core. It isn't just a hobby industry and. Which is, you know, great products, but you care and you're always doing things. What are some of the things that Annie's is now doing to help veterans? I know the USO is one that I've seen. What are some of the other places where people can do a craft and donate or get connected to great veteran families like the Burgesses?
2: Yeah. So we're also working, uh, as I said before, with both Operation Gratitude and Handmade Brigade. And in that case, people can crochet hats and scarves to really, you know, give to words Jeanette used, right? And let people know that they're loved from yeah. all over the world, right? And help those service members to be warm and, and really warm of both the heart along with the body. And I think that that's something that Annie's really stands for, making sure that people, veterans, but even non-veterans understand that the caring part is a important part when it comes to crafting and that the giving is as rewarding as just the making itself.
0: Yeah, it it is, it makes the gift twice as good because then, you know, you're doing some good with the work that you just created with your hands. How can our listening audience, so you guys have been so gracious. You have an enormous discount for just the news. John Solomon reports, podcast listeners. You can go to com slash just news and get, take advantage of that opportunity, but how can our listening audience mark Dive in here and say if you want to help another military family today on Veterans Day or in the weeks ahead, Christmas is coming up, Thanksgiving's coming up. What's a way that they can engage with Annie's and get something done and do some good between now and the end of the holidays?
2: Again, uh, um, Annie's is offering seventy-five percent off of all of its uh, kit clubs um, to get people you know back into that real passion of giving and crafting. And again, it's at Annie'sKitClubs.com/slash/justtheNews. And that's just a wonderful place to go and to show people that, you know, you care.
0: Yeah. And you have all these organizations that you can work with. You can pick the charity you want to go. Maybe you've got a charity you know about that you can you can direct it to. But it's so easy to do this. My family is going to be doing it today. And I think everyone else should join it. I'd love, I'll tell you what I'd love. I'd love a thousand of our listeners to go over to Annie's Kick Clubs today in and- Go pick out a subscription. Go do a project and send something to a veteran this Veterans Day, this Christmas, this Thanksgiving. You'll never know the full amount of love and comfort that you'll be doing when you do that. Letting our veterans know we care every moment for their sacrifice is so important. As Janae reminds us, the entire family, right? The entire family is affected by a catastrophic injury like this. Jet, tell us a little bit about what you would tell other military families. I mean, your family went all in on this. It was transformative. I think Daniel has his own long arm um, sewing machine now, right? He's got uh, the equipment at home to do this. What would you tell other families about getting involved in quilting, crafting Annie's? What advice do you have for them?
3: I would encourage Not only other veteran families, but maybe you're a friend of a veteran or um, you know a veteran in your life, sign them up for Annie's monthly kit club. Because my encouragement is that every month we look forward to just a simple craft that we can sit down and do together or do individually that's mindless. We love to sew. So we get fabric from Annie's monthly with a little project. And just being able to have that time to sit and craft and get your mind off of something else is so important. Find your creative side because that's where you're going to find your healing.
0: Yeah. Such great advice. It's remarkable. Is there a particular quilt that Daniel's most proud of? I and mean, was there one particular one that when you look at it, you go, man, that was the master craft of the time. As you look back, what was one of those quilts that he's most fond of?
3: I would say he has two. He has his first quilt that he made, right. and he's very proud of that. He also made one that is a purple heart. And wow. that was his healing of designing it and, yeah, and that one, I think, is one of our most cherished ones is his purple hair quilt that he made.
2: And it is absolutely beautiful. I mean, uh, having seen it up close, I mean, it's an amazing quilt. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what,
0: if you can get me a picture of that, I want to tweet that out so people can see the extraordinary handiwork that the Burgess family has done and Daniel and Jeanette have done. Jeanette, I don't know how we can ever express our gratitude to your husband, to you, to your entire family, but please know everybody here at Justin News, John Solomon Reports, we love your family. We're there to support you for the rest of your journey in this recovery, but we thank you for what you've done. You are representative of this extraordinary veteran community that has given so much, continues to give, and has made this country so great. So I wanna thank you for what you and Daniel represent and all the service and sacrifice you've made.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on and supporting what Annie's is doing to help veterans also.
0: Well, we wanna thank Mark and all of the Annie's Hit Club family because they've given us this incredible discount, 75% off. I mean, that's an unbelievable deal to get started on these subscriptions. Folks, if you're out there, I want you to do me a favor tonight It's a personal ask. Go out there, go get signed up for one of these clubs, do it with your kids, your grandchildren, your husband and wife team if you wanna do it. These are amazing kits and projects and go make something and give it to a veteran sometime between now and Christmas. That would warm my heart. I think it would do some good and it's just one little way we can say thank you to the extraordinary families like the Burgesses who've done so much for us that we can remain free and safe in this great country. To Jeanette, Mark, thank you so much. Happy Veterans Day and please give our love to Daniel. Thank you. Thank you, John. Wow, thank you so much. Guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, more amazing stories from the incredible community that is our Veterans community right after this commercial break. (laughs) Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, Dotus Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advised fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org JustNews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break into this very special Veterans Day edition of the John Solomon Reports podcast. My next guest is the sort of person that inspires everybody to be better. She served 21 years in the US Army as a helicopter pilot, and after she retired, her service didn't stop. She just picked up right where she left off and created one of the most important Foundations in the veteran space today, Operation Renewed Hope Foundation, it is taking on a problem that you and I probably don't know enough about, and that is homelessness among our amazing veterans. It is way larger. It doesn't get enough attention in the media. And thanks to Deborah Snyder, a retired lieutenant colonel, people are now at work fixing this horrible problem. Colonel Snyder, it's so good to have you here today.
4: Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity, John.
0: You are doing amazing work. And I'd like to just start. I mean, you have an amazing career. You're a helicopter pilot for a long time in the Army. What was that service like? We we just love hearing these stories, particularly on Veterans Day. We should hear them every day. But what is that like to have been a helicopter pilot?
4: Helicopter pilot. Well, you know, flying low and over the trees, you get the sensation of the speed. So it's a lot of fun and it's a great way to sightsee, especially in the Washington, D.C. area.
0: That's awesome. I love it. And you do your service. You've already done so much for your country and you get it out and you you realize that, that some of the people you fought alongside of and are there and were serving, they're having a problem adjusting. They don't have homes. They're struggling. How does Operation Renewed Hope Foundation come together?
4: Well, you know, our mission is to provide quality housing and supportive services to our nation's homeless veterans. And uh, I started the foundation in December 2011, and since then, we've helped more than 1,100 veterans and their family members get into housing or stay in housing. And I started with really a group of of other veterans who are are like-minded in in helping other veterans. And we've been able to get many people into housing or stay in housing. So it's been very fortunate for us. Uh,
0: So important. And we, you know, we, we think, well, we've got the VA, we've got all these programs that, that are there to help veterans. And yet there's this big gap where lots of veterans fell into homelessness. And, and it seems also be to be disproportionate, based on my research, to female veterans. So talk a little bit about how does these great fighting men and women who've done so much for our country, how do they fall into this moment where they can't find a home and a place to live? What dynamic occurs that, that created this sort of need in the marketplace?
4: Well, you know, I think one of the the challenges with the veterans is they really kind of wait to the last minute to ask for help because they want to be self-sufficient, self-sustaining. And so they are reluctant to, to ask for that help. So that's one reason perhaps. Um, the other challenges are, are mental and, and physical challenges that they may have gone through in the military, whether it be PTSD, substance abuse, or any of those challenges. And particular to the to the women, again, women are, are reluctant to ask for the help as well. And, and so that's why I think one of the reasons why these veterans come to us, because they know that uh, it's led by veterans. And I think they feel more comfortable and ask it for help from us.
0: Yeah, brothers and sisters in arms always is such an important thing. Is this number right? I keep hearing this number. I, I believe it is right. More than forty thousand veterans have experienced homelessness. That, that's the number, right?
4: Yeah, and I'll tell you, you know, when we started in December 2011, there were more than sixty-eight thousand homeless wow. veterans nationwide, and that's based on a time, a point-in-time count, and so it's a little bit squishy of a number. So I'm going to say that that was the minimum. That you know, health and human services folks go out, HUD, folks go out and and do the point-in-time count where they're actually counting people who are in shelters. Or living under bridges or out in the woods, kind of thing. So that that was the minimum number when we started, ten almost ten years ago, and it's you know down to uh, probably around the forty thousand. So it's going in the right direction, but we still have a ways to go.
0: Yeah, listen. If there's one, it's too many. And the idea that over ten years, you guys have made a big dent, right? There's a big drop, and and yet we need much more. You help individuals. And so there are all these, I'm sure, amazing stories because you have direct contact. But I was watching Channel 9 recently here in the Washington, D.C. area because you and I are both from this area. And uh, they had an article uh, or a a story about um, a veteran, a female veteran. I think she had had pancreatic cancer. She beats that. And then she immediately faces the next crisis. She doesn't have a home anymore. Tell us about that story. Do you remember this woman, Sharon? I remember being on TV recently. It's an amazing story.
4: It is, and Sharon is still hanging in there today, so we were happy to help her get into housing you know as I mentioned medical issues is another it's one of the biggest is, right? uh, issues I think for these veterans to overcome, and certainly, if you run into a medical problem what you know she had pancreatic cancer. <laughs> and you lose your job, then it's a double whammy. You, and then you have no income, and then you know, she lost her housing, and we were able to help her get back into some housing. So it's such a challenge when you have the medical issues as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why what you do is so important. And, you know, we go along our way and, you know, we, we always try to be respectful and honor veterans, but we're not as plugged in. And the longer we stay unplugged, the more we are disconnected from the real needs of these uh, fighting veterans. They come from all different wars, right? The, the homelessness problem is indiscriminate, right? It it goes from Vietnam to Afghanistan. Isn't that true?
4: Well, I'll tell you that we, we've we helped a World War II veteran. Wow. He 90 he should be about 99 years old i mean that <laughs> oh. to the youngsters to the ones that are you know they do a couple of years and then they get out and so even 21 year old so that's a big age gap
0: yeah you ain't kidding holy mackerel well that I mean, we just think wow it, how does it get to that point as you look out and i want to in a few seconds uh, talk to you about how people can engage whether it's the purple and gold galley you do every year and other things but before we get to that What are some of the policy things that Congress, the administration, the government could do to continue to fight this and make these numbers get better and better until we don't have any homeless veterans? I mean, that's really the standard we should be shooting for. Are there policy things, things that members of Congress, people in the public could advocate for that would continue to help this situation get better?
4: Well, you know, even when we started Operation Renewed Hope Foundation in December 2011 at the time, it was uh, President Obama and General Shinseki who were heads of the VA. And, you know, right. they put the mark on the wall to end veteran homelessness, you know, within five, ten years. And obviously, we haven't done it yet, So, but they have, the VA has put some fantastic programs on the board for our veterans, and it has helped tremendously. And that's Really, the reason they came down from the 60,000 down to below 40,000, the supportive services for veterans and families is a program that has certainly helped a lot of these veterans get off the street or or stay in the homes that they're they're already in. So beyond that, I mean, on on the outside, people can assist these organizations with with donations, whether it be of their time or time talent or their money. It, it certainly helps. Every little penny helps.
0: Yeah. And you you take donations of cars, clothes, right? There's a lot of different ways that people can engage and help Operation Renewed Hope Foundation. Isn't that true?
4: Yes, sir. And for us, you know, we're doing some expensive things. We've purchased a couple of homes in the last couple of years and got them renovated and putting two uh, families in them. In fact, we're getting ready to do one here on Veterans Day. Very excited about it. And That obviously takes money, especially D.C. metro area. It's a very expensive thing to do, but uh, we believe in quality housing and putting uh, good roofs over people's heads.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I talked to some people in preparation for this. And one of the things you guys do at the foundation, you don't think of this a foundation role, but you actually get case managers who actually work with the individual veterans and tailor the solution to their needs. right? Because some people need transitional housing. Some people, their homelessness is related to other issues, PTSD and others. Uh, Tell us a little bit about these case managers and and how they worked and tailor a solution for each veteran. Because there's not a one size fit all for this problem at all.
4: Well, and that's for sure, and we're, we're a little unique, too, that, you know, the veterans may call us, and uh, our our caseworkers go to the veterans. Many of them do not have vehicles, so they will, you know, do the case management with them, and it's supportive services, so it's a holistic approach, meaning what do they need? You know, maybe they don't know of some benefits they are entitled to, whether it be VA, Department of Veterans Affairs, disability, or uh, maybe we'll link them up with some pro bono dental services or whatever it takes. You know, it's certainly individual to the, that veteran. And those caseworkers help them find the housing and get into the housing. And we want to set them up for the long term for self-sufficiency. They might set them up with job interviews or or practice interviews, mock interviews to uh, get them prepared.
0: Wow. Uh, what, a, what a great uh, idea because you're not just curing the symptom, you're treating all the other things that might have led to that homelessness. And I think that when people dig in and see what extraordinary work your foundation does, that holistic approach really impresses people. Now, I I think I've read this in a couple of stories, but right after you you retired from the military, you went into civilian duty, and you were working in Crystal City, and you would walk by homeless people and only to learn that they were veterans. Was that kind of the trigger moment where you said, you know, I got to do something?
4: Absolutely. You know, I... I couldn't believe, even in this day and time, that we had homeless veterans. I didn't know at the time how many there were. Again, as I mentioned before, it was 68,000, and so that's when I decided to do something about it and recruited some folks that lived and worked near my work in Crystal City, and um, we were off and, and, and with a bang. So we've been fortunate to be able to help so many, but like you said, we want to get down to zero or very close to zero.
0: That's it. That's the only goal that can be acceptable for us. We got to keep helping you help others. You're doing such amazing work. Uh, before we go, what are the different ways that if you, let's say you're CEO of a company or you're just a, an everyday person, what are the different ways they can support and help your great foundation and, and make Operation Renewed Hope even more successful? What, what are some of the ways we can engage?
4: Yeah, and we have a list of those things on our website at OperationRenewedHopeFoundation.org. But money is the biggest way to help our charity, to help other veterans. And if you don't have that, you can volunteer your time. We have yard work always with these homes, so we appreciate that.
0: And it's time to rake leaves, so it's a good time to volunteer <laughs> to do that,
5: right?
4: <laughs> as we speak, yes, as a matter of fact. And so, you know, it's a great way you, to be able to even engage with some of these veterans is to come um, out and do the yard work. We have a, a couple of homes in Fairfax County, so... They can even give us a call at 703 887 8117 and we'll steer them in the right direction. But we, we appreciate
0: any of those donations. Well, those are important things, folks. Go check out the site Operation Renewed Hope org. Lieutenant Colonel Snyder first thank you for your service to your country and your first uh, tour duty which was with the, with the army but what you're doing now the the, the selflessness the get, continuing to give back to your country and to your colleagues who served alongside you just inspired me I mean when we see this and you know this is a day where we we say thank you to our veterans but we should be saying thank you to every day 365 days a year cuz You epitomize all that is great with our veteran nation. You never stop serving your country, and that inspires me every, every day. So thank you from the bottom of my heart.
4: Well, we appreciate the opportunity, sir. And, you know, that's why we're purple and gold, because we represent all of the services, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard, and now Space Force. And the gold is the generosity of the community to help us get these veterans out of homeless situations.
0: So we thank you for your support. Well, God bless you. And um, folks, if you want to volunteer, you want to donate, today's the right day. Just do it. Don't put it off because you'll forget. I know I have a bad memory. Jump on Operation Renewed, org today. Check out what they're doing. Find a way to help, a cash donation volunteer. Maybe you got a car you can donate. You heard all the different needs. Rake some leaves. This is one of the great foundations, and it's jumped into solve a problem a lot of us didn't even know existed until a decade ago. Again, Lieutenant Colonel Snyder, thanks again. Thanks for making our special so special and God bless you and your continued work. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day.
3: You can host the Best Backyard Barbecue Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's byt dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
0: All right, folks, welcome back one more time. Thank you. God bless you. Happy Veterans Day to everyone. Even if you haven't served, this is a day that we can rejoice and say, you know, just being an American means I get to associate with the coolest fighting men and women in the world the members of our U.S. Armed Forces, the extraordinary veterans who have served, those who gave the ultimate sacrifice that are sitting over a block or two, or a mile or two away from me here at Arlington Cemetery or at any of the veteran cemeteries across this country. All of you inspire us, you make us better. Even if we didn't have the honor of serving, we're better for knowing you and seeing your sacrifice. Thank you for keeping us safe. Thank you, more importantly, for keeping us free. There are some people today that would prefer we're not so free, but you men and women, you who served, you've kept us free, and you are the shining beacon of why freedom needs to prevail in this country today, tomorrow, and for 1,000 years ahead. I hope it just prevails. Again, special thanks to our guest, Deborah Snyder. Thank you for Operation Renewed Hope Foundation. Man, what an amazing project. And did anybody know there are still 40-plus thousand veterans on the street, homeless today? That number should be zero. If you want to help make it zero, go reach out to Deborah's group, Operation Renewed Hope Foundation, and go make a difference. Hey, Mark Odekoven at Annie's Kit Club, thanks for being our partner. Thanks for introducing us to the incredible family that is Sergeant Daniel Burgess and his wonderful wife, Jeanette. They inspired us. That story of Daniel and his quilting and his path to healing, man, if that doesn't, move your heart. Does it move you to go do something like sign up for an Annie's Kit Club and make something for a veteran between now and the holidays? I don't know what will. Sergeant Daniel, thank you for your service. Jeanette, thank you for your service because helping a wounded warrior is an extraordinary act of service and heroism. Thank you. And to Mark, thank you for being a great partner and for caring so much about our veterans that you put this incredible offer. 75% off your first Annie's Kit Club project. That's insane. Go take advantage of that now. Annie'sKitClub.com. Just use the Just News code word at checkout. 75% off. If you want a steak and you want to send it to someone, OmahaStakes.com, and go and put in the search bar the words Just News, one word, Just News. You'll get that special package. Go send it to a veteran. You know what? Spoil yourself. Fill up your freezer with some great steaks and you will not be unhappy. You will enjoy some incredible meals and you'll be making a difference in the life of a great veteran. And then finally, he kicked us off today. He's such an inspiration to so many people. Joe Kent, thank you for your service, brother. Thank you for coming on your show. And I promise you, my family will never forget your beautiful, courageous, heroic wife, Shannon, I know she's resting in peace, smiling down upon what you're doing because you're going into the next phase of your service of your country as you run for Congress. Thank you for all of you, all of our fighting forces. You are not forgotten. You are remembered. You are appreciated. You are embraced. You are enwrapped in the love of this great Justin News family. Thank you. God bless you. Tomorrow we'll be back. I've got my good friend Kash Patel joining us. We're going to talk Russia-gate. Uh-oh, buckle your seatbelt. I think- Cash has a few thoughts about where we're headed in this incredible investigation that John Durham is running. All right, folks, we'll wrap it up for the day. Happy Veterans Day. Go to Andy's Kit Club. Go to Omaha Steaks. You know what to do. Use Just News. Please go make a veteran happy. Go get him a kit. Go get him a steak entree package. You'd make my day. You'll be saying thank you to Omaha Steaks and Andy's Kit Club for their incredible support of our troops. God bless you and good night.
5: 6,000. That's one 800 2, 4, 5, 6, Or visit taxnetworkusa.com slash Victor. Taxnetworkusa.com slash Victor.
0: You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution.